0: We're looking at uh, lessons on the way to the cross. Final, the final lessons. Uh, it's, when we look at these chapters in John and uh, towards the end of the gospel, the, the the largest part of the gospels are the the last week of Jesus. And so this is the last week of Jesus, and he's trying to he's trying to like cram. He's trying to get these guys to cram uh, the course uh, in in that. Okay, professors, done. You guys are you're off to work after this. And so I want to make sure because you probably missed it, like most of us. Have you ever had to get the lesson twice, three times? You know, it is always my my wonder. It's like why do we even go to like college or anything? Because it, not that you, you can learn a lot of technical stuff, but it's not until you're actually at the job and you're like. I should have paid attention uh, that, that, you know, it, it all makes sense, right? Uh, and so it'd be better to like, you know, say, okay, oh, here's the job. And here's now you need to learn this for the job or whatever. But uh, so Jesus is doing this. He's going, okay, I'm going to leave. And this is what I need you to know. So he begins with the Holy Spirit. And he says, I, I'm, I'm sending another comforter. This one is going to lead you into all truth. He is going to lead and guide you. And ultimately in Acts 2, he's going to fill you. And, and that's, you know, no matter how close you get to Jesus, you're not, never going to get closer than the Holy Spirit living in you. Right? And so it's good to get close to Jesus. It, you know, it's like, okay, Jesus, I'm with you. But recognizing and learning that the Holy Spirit is in you now. Animating you, the one that's actually drawing you to abide. Okay, so uh, let's just let's just start with with this. So he's kind of it's it's kind of the last lessons of the semester, and he says, "I am the vine, and you are the branches." And we've obviously just talked about this for twenty minutes, um, but. Jesus, and it's always my contention, the problem with modern, the, the modern world, especially the Western mind, is that we're always analyzing everything. You guys analyze, am I in, you know, am, I in am I out, is, is, is abiding, am I harvesting or unharvesting, and, and you know, we're, we're doing all this. Okay, Jesus picked very simple people in a very simple time and gave them a simple message. He didn't, it's like, okay, well, let me really baffle you. Do you know what the Greek is? You know, it's like, okay, I don't know the Greek. Uh, he was just saying, listen, live in me. The end. It's like, can you just live in him? It's like, no, I have to strive. I got to enter in. I've got to, no. Just live in me. Take yourself to the simple place. Jenny told, told you we we went to this mission yesterday, and it was it was very interesting because just being there made you just want to abide. It's like I just want to I just want to sit here. It was it was so quiet. There was no noise. No. it was like this is where I want to be. I want to be right here with Jesus. So, so this is what I want to do. I wanted to start this message with sixty seconds. Of silence. I know it's a lot. I'm not pulling out my phone so that I can. This is what we do when we have one minute. You see people in the car, I have one minute at the stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how much can I get done? Instead, let's have one minute. I'm setting a timer. Are you ready? Just close your eyes. Let's abide for one minute with Jesus. All right. was the longest minute. It wasn't that nice. Too short, see? Some said too short, some said too long. You know, the world is training our brains to do this all day long. All day long. Never enough time. You know, my wife always laughs at me because I, when I listen to podcasts, I always listen at, at two or three speed. Sometimes three speed, she goes, how can you even listen to that? I'm like, babe, I am so tuned. <laughs> it's like my brain is like a, a little squirrel. <laughs> it's like, like, it's because there's so much information and I've got to get it all. You know, it's like, you know how many podcasts are on my list every day? It's like, ah! Uh, so, you know? But then I can get out and it's like... None of it matters. Just abide. You'll be fine. Okay. So, what does it mean, and how do we abide with Jesus? So, the first thing, and I actually have five points, and they're going to go fast today. So, you ready? This is fast. And you're like, what? Five points? Wow. Okay. Um, the fir- to abide in Jesus is simply to receive His life. You know, Jesus, in in the very beginning of John, it says that all who received and believed in his name, he gave power to become the sons and daughters of the living God. And so abiding is simply just saying, Lord, I have this life is going too fast for me. And to stop for that minute and say, Lord, I receive you, I receive your life, I receive your love, I receive your grace, I receive your power. And then... To believe that He wants to accomplish His life through us, and we're so busy trying to take care of our own lives. I, I was thinking about this uh, the other day. I don't know, if a couple weeks ago, they were talking about nuclear war and World War III and all that. Anybody hear about that? That we're, you know, and and Jason was talking with us, and I and I was reminded uh, of. Um, a book i a, a book i read on on worst case scenarios and uh and one of the worst case scenarios was how to survive <laughs> a nuclear fallout and so i was explaining it to him and uh you know things that we can do in case you know the you, you know we, it's very possible to survive a nuclear exp- as long as you're not in the blast zone uh so if it's over there it's downtown san jose you're like I can make it, you know, just you know step one, I'm like, step one, don't look at the flash because that'll blind you, okay, and it might permanently blind you or blind you for a few days, and that would be really bad, but and then i I went through the whole radiation thing and all that, and then I'm like, you know what. <laughs> We should should probably just give ourselves to the death that it will, you know. It's like, because after we looked at all the stuff that you'd have to do to survive because of the book I'd read, uh, it's just just easier to die, okay? (laughs) But but I was thinking about the worst case scenarios. You know, there is the the book that I read, you know, uh, there was a few of them, you know, How to Escape Quicksand, you know, you you never know that. You know, How to Win a Sword Fight, (laughs) things that you come across every day. Uh, uh, how, how to fend off a pirate attack. This is, this is a very important. How to survive an elevator free fall. That one could come in handy. Um, uh, how to land a plane. You know, you're like, thank <laughs> And this is my favorite one, is how to tell if a clown is murderous. <laughs> So this is an important book to get. You can get it for about a dollar on Kindle. and it covers just about everything that you'll come in contact with. Why am I saying this? I had a point here somewhere. Anyway, our minds go quickly towards survival <laughs> rather than quickly towards abiding. It's like no matter what is going on in our life, we're trying to save it. It's like, okay, if I can just save myself from this free fall or this clown... <laughs> I think I've lost you. (laughs) Okay. It seems like a good idea to start with this, but maybe not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So instead of being gripped by fear, we can connect to Jesus. We can receive him. We can trust him that he's going to take care of what we need when we we need it. And we don't have to worry about World War III. We can just abide in his peace, be filled by his spirit, and be ready to help those that might be in need in case. Okay, so that's what it means. It means just to receive him, to trust him, and to entrust our lives to him. No matter what happens, the the best act we can do is just say, Lord, I entrust myself to you. Okay, number two. you will bear much fruit. So he says, he who abides in me will, uh, bears, he already, it says it right there, he bears much fruit. And so um, we've already talked about it and I'm not going to belabor it, but uh, it is important for us to do a fruit check. But I think we did it perfectly today because when when, uh, Dean says, I'm not sure about my fruit and then, Maria said, I'm sure about your fruit, and then Maria said, I'm not sure about your fruit, and you said, I'm sure about your fruit, because we can't see ourselves. I remember I was at, I was at this pastor's conference uh, some years ago, and I was going through, it like, I, I have not accomplished anything for God. Kind of, it, was, it was one of those moments, and, and it was a, one of those realities. There is nothing here that I have done for God and uh, there were a, a number of pastors in the group that had become pastors through our ministry here, and they're like, "You might have done one thing," <laughs> and, and and so they began to to encourage me, and 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 it wasn't like I needed to say I had accomplished something. It was just the same as as here, is that God is doing stuff through us all the time. In fact, Jenny and I had this conversation. Uh, it's, it's kind of been in our conversation for about a month now, but we've been talking about how the Lord has led us in all the seasons of our lives. And we haven't like had a, you know, had the strategic plan, like this is what we'll do. You know, we'll start a church and then, you know, a few years later, we'll start a school. And then a few years later, we'll have kids. And and it's like the Lord leads us as we abide. We haven't done anything. In fact, the other day we were doing a school tour, uh, and, and Judy's always like, Oh, and here's the principal. He, he and his wife, you know, started the school and everybody's like, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, th- th- but they don't know that that, uh, to me, it's just a grace of God. It's just something that, that came out of uh, abiding and it came out of like, this is what God's doing. It wasn't, you know, believe me, we did not have a strategic plan. If we had to do it all over again, we would do it the same, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't do it. <laughs> we, we, we would have found someone else and said, wow, you, we totally back you in this. Um, but see, I think it, it's already been said, but don't worry about your fruit. Where you'd be concerned about your abiding. That's the important thing. Okay. Number three. Um, there, there is an important thing that he says here. He says, um, if, uh, blah, blah, blah. if, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. And this is so key that the words of Jesus and the words of the scripture, and we, we've, we've even hit on them a little bit, but I want to encourage all of us, um, to be and to, to just devour the word, but not just to read it because this is how you know, I've gone through this thing a few times. Um, and a lot of times I just read it, it's like, ah, I read that, read that, read, yeah, that's good. But to really let it live in you when the word of God, and that's why we practice their sacred reading, it's why we, we want to meditate on the word. I want it to live in you because there might come a day where you might really need it. And that's why we're seeing the scriptures. Uh, that's the way I remember a lot of scriptures. But I, I have spent a lot of time memorizing scriptures. Uh, it, it was funny yesterday when we were at the mission, there was some kind of little retreat going on. And we were trying to get into the church. We were trying to break into the church. Uh, there wasn't, there, it, it was in the middle of nowhere. So there was, wasn't really anybody out there except uh, the small retreat group. And so we went up to the door and we're, we're like, ah, oh, they're talking in there. Some priest saying something. And the only thing we heard was, you know, we are living in a time where we may be persecuted. And then I walked away from the door. I was like, well, okay. That's all we heard. We both heard it. It was like we walked up and, the, and we heard the priest say, you know, we're living in a time where we may be persecuted. Or we may become martyrs. Yes, he, he went a little further than... I was, I was trying to lighten the load. <laughs> uh, and then we walked away and said, boy, I'm glad I'm not in that retreat. <laughs> I'm in the happy retreat. <laughs> you know, Everything's good. Everything's good. Just have to survive that clown. <laughs> uh, I just threw that in there. Okay, where are we here? Uh, but let me encourage you guys... To stay in the Word, and one thing I want to do, I want to do another exercise today. You ready? Here's a verse I want us to memorize, and we're going to to memorize it right now. You ready? And it's a key verse for us. Verse 7. You ready to memorize? I'm going to read it three times. By the time we're done, you're going to know it. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Let me say it again. If you abide in me, say it. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Do you believe that? Do you pray that way? Do you pray believing? He says, if you're with me, I, I'm going to let you see prayers that you have not seen before. Which brings me to number four, which abiding, one of the best ways for us to see fruit is for us to see what our relational prayer looks like. And I'm glad Beth brought it up this morning. But when we get close to Jesus, we stop looking for our own fruit. And we start looking at the world like Jesus looked at the world, and meaning that we start seeing with eyes of compassion, so that our prayers are not so much "Lord, bless me, bless me, work my stuff out," you know, accomplish this. But instead, when we get close to Jesus, we start seeing the world for what's happening in it, and we begin to pray that God starts intervening. And uh, that's that's when you know you, you've. You've, his words are abiding in you because you're starting to see wow, I actually have the ability to affect the world. That's what he says. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, whatever you ask, it will be done for you. Can you imagine right now with this smaller group of people, we can affect the world? It's amazing. It, it, it's a miracle, but part of that is that our abiding starts to remove our eyes from ourselves, takes the eyes off the mirror, and says, "What could I accomplish as Jesus to the world?" Because that's what He's doing. I'll never forget a friend of mine uh, that used to be part of our church, but he, he passed away, and I was I was with him uh, on, on as he was. Uh, moving toward, uh, towards Jesus. he was getting close. And, uh, and, and of course I went to pray with, you know, pray for him and pray with him and, you know, had, my, had my oil and my scriptures. I was ready. I'm like, brother, I'm here to pray for you. And he said, you know, I don't need any more prayer, but I want to pray for you. And he was in serious pain. It was cancer and you know all the, the horribleness of that. And I was so taken aback because he had taken his eyes off of himself and all of his needs and said, man, I want to make my last days all about seeing what Jesus can do in other people. It impressed me because even to this day, I'm not that guy. I'm like, I want to be that guy. You know, And I'm still like, oh, Lord, give me more, more. How much can I possibly get? More, more for me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, last point. Here we go. We're going home. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yes, being moved. Last point, moved to dependence and moved to compassion. Okay. We know we're abiding in Jesus <clears throat> when we have one goal, and that's the glory of God. Leonard brought it out as before. He says, by this my Father is glorified. When you abide and you let me work in and through your life, you will bear much fruit and you will be my disciples. Okay, final thought. I wanted to leave it with, with this. Jesus in this passage, we didn't read one through four. We only left this last part, but it says that I am the vine, you are the branches, and my father is the gardener. And the Lord is the one who is tending to the branches of our life. How many have a little sapling growing off that God's like, poof, we don't need that one? You know, I got a lot of sucker branches and different, you know, different. (laughs) Yeah, we all, so you know what a sucker branch is. It's not going to ever provide any fruit. It's just going to take up space and it's going to take resources. And he lovingly cuts those things from our life. And but instead of saying no, 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 not the sucker, right? Which we do. Instead, we we just like, oh, I'm just a branch. Go ahead, Lord, you got to take that Ooh, ow. Ah, that hurt. But he cultivates not just the outside, you're becoming more beautiful, but he cultivates the inside. And one of the things he loves to do as we abide in him is to just convince our hearts that his plan is better than our plan. And so that's where we're going to close today with one more minute. So as we close in prayer, I wanted to give us one more minute of uh, rest before the Lord. But I'm going to pray first and then I'll, I'll tell you when the minute starts. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Father, thank you so much for the life you give us as we abide in you. And Lord, I know that a lot of us, we, we abide on a Sunday, we abide on Monday, maybe miss a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday. We forget that we are part of you. But you never forget, because you are the vine. And this morning, Lord, we we just open our life to your Holy Spirit, where you, if you point out a sucker branch, something that's just not going to bring fruit in our life, we pray that you would trim it. We know you will, and we know you will lovingly. And Lord, that more than anything, I pray for us here and anybody that's online, the best the, the way that we come to abide is by receiving you as our Lord and Savior. Thank you that you already died on a cross. You've already paid for our sins. You've already given us grace. And we pray that now that we would come to you and say, Thank you, Lord, for I receive your life. And now I want to abide in you for each and every day for the rest of my life. Thank you that you've given us this wonderful opportunity. In Jesus' name. All right, one minute of silence. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for your peace. Thank you that it's easy to abide. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for joining me. Abide all week. All you got to do is just just sit there. You're fine. Okay, for those who joined us online, God bless you. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.